You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another interesting episode of Ask Drone You. As always, my name is Paul. My name is Rob. Excited to be here with you. Thanks for listening. Know you had a lot of options and appreciate every time you spent a little bit of your time with us. Askadroneu.com for your questions. We would love to hear from you. Definitely. And uh, during this Thanksgiving week, don't forget to take some time off, disconnect. You might find that you might be more productive uh, if you actually take a break rather than trying to cover everything all the time. So Indeed. Anyway, we've got a good show today, a question um, regarding something that we've been talking about uh, for a little while now regarding the SDK on the Mavic 3 and the ability or inability to use other apps uh, with that drone. And uh, I think it's clear what DJI is doing and, and really trying to um, you know, segregate the market a little bit and provide a simple, easy to use, convenient aircraft and then a quote-unquote enterprise aircraft. So I think this will be a, a good show, clarify some points on what to expect from the Mavic 3 versus the Mavic 3 Enterprise, um, as there are some uh, significant differences there, Rob. So. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to chatting about it. Definitely. Also, I think we're going to hit in this um, just to lay it out while we talk about these different applications that may or may not work for each drone. Uh, we'll also talk about the mapping capability of the Mavic 3 Enterprise versus the M30 or M30T um, because you, well, I've got some interesting information after doing uh, lots of mapping missions with that drone. So I think you'll find it valuable. But today's show is brought to you by our Black Friday sale. Many of you know that getting a driver's license does not automatically make you a good driver, as many of you seen, have seen on the roads. Well, we can help you get your Part 107 certificate, but we can also help you become a high-quality pilot, pilots that a lot of companies are looking for, pilots that can fly in any environment, fly close, fly low, fly smooth. They can do mapping missions. They can do video. They can do photos. We have so many clients looking for high-quality drone pilots, and yet there are not many high-quality pilots to go around. We want to change that. And at DroneU, you can take advantage of our largest library of drone-based content to turn your toy into a tool, turn your passion into profit, give you work, but also focus on recurring revenue jobs and focus on giving you the skills to pay the bills. After 10 years of training, we've developed systems that really help lower the learning curve, but make it also easier and convenient to get these jobs done as a whole. I don't think you're going to want to miss this Black Friday sale as you can gain access to all these courses and offer a full suite of services to your clients now and your clients to come. Check it out on our site. Hello, guys. How you doing? This is Steve from Delray Beach, Florida. I would like to know why DJI will not allow third-party apps like Drone Deploy, Litchi, Drone Link on their RC Pro. For such an expensive controller, why is it that they won't allow this. I know they frown upon uh, third-party apps, and they won't give you a straight answer when you give them a call. I would just like to know if this is possible, installing the Google Play Store, just installing the APKs, and those apps that I mentioned, do they work on the RC Pro? 
Thank you very much for the question, Steve. I think that uh, obviously we can hear a little bit of frustration in your voice. You are not alone. You are speaking for a lot of folks that I think share that same frustration. And ultimately, um, kind of the short version, I'll let Paul give the longer version, but the short version is it's a business decision, right? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a rather reasonable way to put it, Rob. Yeah, so um, it's probably not coming, I guess, is the point on in that situation because of the business decision and the way it appears they're moving forward. Well, yeah. And I think DJI actually did make it clear. I've, I've heard of a lot of, uh, clients, students, um, trying to get a straight answer out of DJI. Luckily, thanks to one of our friends, uh, Tom here in the drone, you community, uh, we found the answer in some release notes for the new, uh, Mavic SDK version five, which DJI specifically says that they will focus on enterprise level products only. And therefore the enterprise level products will have the highest priority in terms of model and feature support. Then come the consumer level products and handheld products. They also say very specifically that the SDK will support future products later, but no older products. So what does that mean? Old products? I'm not sure what the definition of that would be, but I mean, if the Mavic 3 is older compared to the Mavic 3 Enterprise, I think it would be easy to make the connection to say, well, maybe they just won't support uh, third-party apps with the Mavic 3 at all. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder. I mean, that's a, obviously a very vague term and clearly they're okay with that because it leaves it open. Um, so they could go back to the Mavic 3, but maybe not the Mavic 2 Pro, but it doesn't say that. So who knows? Yeah. And I wouldn't rest my laurels in that either and right. trying to make a business <laughs> decision, you know? Sure. With that said, I'm um, looking up what Drone Deploy actually works with, because if you search these various applications individually and what drones are compatible with, I think Drone Deploy actually made uh, the most concise uh, answers possible. But for example, if you want to use Drone Deploy as an app, you're going to have to use the DJI RC Pro Enterprise smart controller that comes with the Mavic 3 Enterprise, Mm -hmm. meaning that you'll have to utilize that remote and that specific drone in order to actually utilize the SDK as a whole. So... Yeah, so Steve, not the uh, the answer that you wanted to hear, unfortunately, I'm sure. However, that's where we're at. That is where we're at. And uh, it is unfortunate. I know even the Mavic 3 Enterprise doesn't have some basic features that we're all used to, like point of interest, etc. So yeah, I would say that uh, I think one of the things that this shows is that it's really, really important to the best of your ability. And sometimes the information is just not out there. But it's to do some of this digging prior to purchasing, because I think that the way that things are evolving, some things that we might expect to be the case because of historical data and realities, that definitely doesn't mean that's going to be the way it is moving forward. I mean, we've seen that. So uh, forgive me if I sound preachy, Steve. I don't mean to, but obviously the point is to make sure to dig in as much as you can prior to making the purchase. Because uh, I think there's probably a lot of folks that are sitting in that same boat where they have that expectation of a controller and a drone they purchased 
it's not there and it's probably not going to be there, at least not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And even 12 days ago, Pix4D was saying that um, they will in time be able to support the Mavic 3 Enterprise through the DJI RC Pro Enterprise remote, but it's not available. They are saying, though, that you can use the Mavic 3 Enterprise with Pix4D scan, but not capture. So, hmm. yeah, very interesting. So even on the Enterprise, it's going to take some time. Yeah, I guess it goes to show, Rob, the power in knowing um, image acquisition formulas and protocols because I've seen it time and time again where pilots go out, they count on autonomous software, it doesn't always work, and if you don't have the right information, you can't complete the job. So it just goes to show, once again, that you need to know how to use a suite of applications and be able to fly manually and know what to do because even if that the Mavic 3 Enterprise doesn't fly in orbit autonomously, if you know about proportional stick motions and using time shot and all that, well, you, you don't really need it either. So I think that there is still so much power and knowledge and maybe even DJI is truly supporting the capable pilots by eliminating some of these autonomous features. But it kind of seems haphazard uh, with all the various routes that DJI is going. And while I understand that some of it may be a business decision, I think um, some of it does not make sense to me. But that's that's just me. I think they're also opening up the door for other people to really uh, to to really crush the game. You know, the Anafi AI works with Pix4D Mapper. You know, it has it literally built into the application. Mm-hmm. So even the free flight stuff, it's amazing. So yeah, in all honesty, not sure what the premise is here um, from DJI. Um, but before we go, I will say this. I think the Mavic 3 Enterprise is probably the closest thing to the replacement of a Phantom 4 mapping. But the Phantom is still just the gold standard, frankly, with all the different apps and everything you could do with it. It really makes you wonder why they moved away from that. Um, Now, in regards to the Mavic 3 Enterprise and the M30T, the M30T does offer mapping capability as well. But the reason that I would say if your main um, jobs are mapping based that you may not want an M30T, it's because with the Mavic 3 Enterprise, you have a larger sensor and an overall larger megapixel count as well. Mm. Um, While the M30T does show up as a global shutter in Pix4D Mapper, it's only 12 megapixels. So you'll have to fly lower to acquire the same resolution. And those flights are going to take longer versus the M3 Enterprise, which would fly, well, shorter missions because it's a higher, uh, you know, megapixel count. It has a larger sensor. And so I would say your Mavic 3 Enterprise flight plans would be just on par with your Phantom. I don't think it would really save you any time per se. But with the M30T, uh, you know, you can do mapping missions, but it's going to be more expensive to do them. And it will also take longer to do them. And what I've also been finding is because the sensor is so small, we typically have to take our overlap levels up. So let's say our gold standard is a 7575 on a double grid. Well, we would now have to do like an 8080 uh, to get mm. enough overlap for the right digitization of the environment. So, mm-hmm. um, 
that Mavic 3 Enterprise is, is really interesting, to say the least. Um, and uh, it's interesting as well, Rob, that no one has created a true um, phantom replacement yet or alternative. There's always if this, but that, you know. And, and that is a very interesting point slash question because there's a lot of really smart people out there that are in the space. And certainly there are a lot of great people and companies domestically speaking that have the the brains right yeah to do it but they're not and and so maybe there's just not enough money in it the margins aren't big i i don't know yeah i wish we had more data for sure yeah but uh there's got (laughs) i don't know i could come up with conspiracy theories but (laughs) they're just kind of fun to keep in my own head Mm. I won't share. But. They are fun to talk about as well. So, but <laughs> yeah, maybe not on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're yeah. fun to talk about. For sure. But anyways, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, you're right because it does seem like there's and there's been an opportunity. It's you know this isn't new. It's been a couple of years now. Totally, totally. And I will say, like the M30T does offer the most features for the money. Like it does have. Yeah. But whenever you try but to that's buy, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And whenever you also try to bundle everything together, there are certain things you can't do as well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, mapping. But when it comes to inspections, I don't think that there's a better drone than the M30T. In public safety? Uh, 100% public safety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More so than the M300? Oh, that's a hard one because the M300 has a lot more payloads Mm. um, with that moving flashlight. That's really cool. Um, But the only issue with the Mm. M300 is it's so damn bulky. Yeah. And also the cost to run that drone is double what the M30 is. So, I mean, just when you're looking at battery costs and whatnot. So Hmm. in today's day and age, pilots really have to do a deep calculation of what are the main deliverables that they're creating and then take that and decide what drone they want to use. Because even with the Mavic 3 Enterprise or Enterprise Thermal, um, you are not going to have as much control and customization as you would with the M30, you know? So DJI is really trying to limit uh, what you can do. Like, for example, I would not use the M3T for inspections I would use the M30 just because of the way that you're able to control the zoom camera and the extra features mm, and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. but when it comes to mapping, I think the M3E would probably be better. It's definitely going to be more efficient. It's definitely going to be cheaper to map each mission. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to, you know, be cheaper for batteries. But with what DJI did with the BS30 charger in maintaining batteries and have multiple methods of uh, self-discharging and whatnot, they've made battery maintenance a lot easier. I don't think you're going to see that on the Mavic 3. So I think you really, really need to be specific of like, what are the main drone jobs that I'm doing and what drone is going to support those? Because with Black Friday coming up, you have an opportunity to purchase a new aircraft on top of, you know, your accessories and whatnot. And it's it's a harder decision now because of the options that are out there, the cost of those options. And one thing is for sure, Rob, the barrier to entry to become a drone pilot is getting more and more expensive. It is. Yeah, absolutely. And those that invest in the right equipment, the time to do what you're talking about and the time to train themselves up well, they're going to be the ones that uh, take the lead. Yeah. Good news is we just finished our Mavic 3 Don't Crash course and our M30T Don't Crash course as well. Holy cow, the don't crash course for the M30T is probably going to be a few hours. 
took me a full hour to go through every single setting on the drone and how to set it up and what I've learned from flying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's be clear. This is uh, we call them don't crash courses because we don't want you to crash, <laughs> but true. they're much, much deeper than that for sure. A hundred, I would say it's the deepest course on individual drones on the internet. And I, I say that with a large degree of confidence, but also in, in working with the aircraft, you learn little intricacies that are new to certain birds. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like with the Mavic 3, you're shooting a hyperlapse. If you run out of storage space, you literally can't stop the drone from completing the freaking mission to like change storage. It literally locks into that mode the only way to get it out is to literally hit return to home and then take over the drone you can't do the classic switch flight modes and exit the intelligent mode like dji is really segregating the consumer pilot versus the enterprise because in enterprise they give you deep battery information they give you attitude mode programmable flight modes and on these consumer drones you don't have any of that and you don't have the battery maintenance and you don't have uh, you know, a lot of the features that you've come to expect to get the most out of your drone. So it's kind of like DJI is kind of, I would say, treating um, some of their uh, clients uh, almost as if they are the guys that just go to Best Buy and buy a drone and expect it to work, right? They they expect that low level of buy-in and if they want to capitalize on crashing and buying new aircraft and new batteries and all of that versus these more, you know, deep enterprise drones, they're really supporting these drones to last a longer time to get better use out of them. You know, we've seen so many hmm. departments, companies, enterprises buy these super expensive aircraft, really not know how to get the most out of them and then be stuck. And then their program goes nowhere. Right. And I think DJI is seeing that. And I think that they're like, crap, we better, we better support our clients and what they're asking for. But this select group of clients, give them what they need to continue the adoption of drones at the enterprise public safety, public works level. Absolutely. Yeah. So very interesting. Good stuff. And there's, like I said, it's a harder decision now. So um, we, uh, we've been, you know, we launched a new drone guide for public safety a couple months ago. We're in the middle of updating that right now for enterprise. And uh, I think that, you know, in seeing some of these comparisons, it'll make it much, much easier to discern which aircraft is right for you. Uh, we do appreciate the question. If you have a question, ask droneu.com. Thank you very much for supporting us. If uh, you are a DroneU member and you are ready to re-up, obviously Black Friday is a time that a lot of people do it. It is here. It is coming. Uh, we've added a lot of courses in the last year. We've got a lot more coming. And I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to truly help all of you and simplify the operations, but become better more skilled pilots. I, I have to say, Rob, one of the most encouraging things that I see is a lot of companies reaching out to us and saying, we've worked with a lot of drone pilots, but the drone pilots who have gone to drone use, you know, in-person training or extensive online training, we find that they're the best and the most reliable, most consistent. That makes me really happy. That means that like the methodologies and systems that we're implementing for pilots are working and they still continue to prove to work. Even with the M30T and all the battery stuff they did, you know, checking that voltage, it's an aggregate voltage. So it's still 3.6, but you multiply it by six for the number of cells. 21.6, I believe is what it comes out to. You still have to know those rules because even on the M30 with all these robust safety features, we were out here the other day, 18 degrees. It said we still had 20 minutes of flight time left. We were already at 3.6 volts. 
And the drone was already saying uh, it was already starting to get sluggish. So, I mean, you still have to have these systems in place to get the most out of the drones. But I'm just grateful that uh, we have the knowledge to be able to genuinely and authentically help people. So, yeah, we do uh, an absolutely great group of, uh, of folks in the drone you ecosystem and environment that are, are all working hard to help you guys be all that you can be with your drones and your own business. So it's cool. It's very cool. That's why we're here. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we're here. Thanks again for joining us. As always, this is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.